Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, I'm Eric Engel, and I'm here with Jolene Engel. But <laughs> why do you sit there and laugh? I, I got to mix it up once in a while. Okay, you do that. But we're here for the Marriage Mentor Podcast, and uh, we're going to answer a question that, uh, do you know where this one came from? Is right, it e- through e- my email. Email? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, go. there's several things we're going to discuss here, but uh, go ahead and read it. Well, the title of this show is When You Have a Personality Collision. I got a kick out of that term. A collision. A collision. <laughs> Here's what she says. Dear Jolene, my husband won't emotionally let me in. We had a personality collision, and we really haven't been a loving couple for three years. I'm really wondering whether we're meant to be, because it's really hard living like this. So there you have it. There you have it. Okay, there's several things. Well, a personality collision. Okay, first of all, what is a personality collision? I think I have one with virtually everyone I meet. You do. (laughs) (laughs) So do I. You know, even my clients... Say to me that that I crack them up because I'm just so short and straight to the point, and so so obviously I, I have more collisions than most. Maybe I'm going to be an expert at this this podcast. I here. think I think the two of us would be experts at this because our buffer is the Holy Spirit. Okay, okay? have you we, and I ever had personality collisions between the two of us? Yes. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, here's what she's saying, that there's been a clash in the personality, but really it's not a clash in the personality. Well, It's a clash of the sins. Right. Because, it's the flesh. Uh, was, has their personality changed since they've been no. married? How long no. have they been married? Does it say? Uh, well, they haven't been a loving couple for three years, so at least three years. Okay. So, so uh, un- unless their personality has changed, one of them got dropped on their head or something... It's not a personality issue. No, it's a sin issue. It's a sin issue. Right. So let's talk about the sin issue. Well, the Bible makes it clear. Proverbs 10, 12 says, Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. I can't even begin to tell you how many contentious women try to defend their sin and say, that's my personality. And I'm like, nasty is not a personality trait. It's just not. You're not going to find that on any tests. When you try and figure out, oh, well, what is my personality type like? Nasty, nasty is not a checkbox. It's contentious. not. But we, but we get deceived as women of today because the world, the culture, culture is very um, toxic in how they're raising up women to be these brazen, loud, brash, nasty women. And then they say, oh, we're strong. And it's just like, no, that's not strong. That, that is not. Nobody wants to be around that. Well, so here's the problem. Society and Satan has said that there is no difference between man and woman. As a matter of fact, women, you can do anything a man can do. Only okay? better. That's uh, the song. What? There is a song like that? <laughs> there is a song like that. Yes, there is. Okay. So, and, it goes along with the shirt that says the future is the female. Okay. But, but really, really what, what Satan's doing is saying you need to act like a man. Okay, and and bottom line is, and let's just get this straight. Okay, God has set the man as the head of the household. Correct. Okay, as a matter of fact, the Bible says that uh, 
that man is under God and then the wife is under the husband, right? Yes. Okay. That worked, that worked fine for centuries as long as they treated each other right. Yes. So what changed? What happened? Society. Society changed the rules. Society said, well, you had sin on both parts. You had men that were oppressing their wives and treating them like doormats and treating them, you know, like second. You had bad husbands. That's uh, and but I'd, that's happened forever. Yes, forever. Right. Okay? So you had that and you had women who put up with the abuse. And then you had the side, you know, I mean, we are daughters of Eve and Eve, Eve was deceived by Satan and Eve wanted to be like God. She wanted to be all knowing. Okay, there has nothing has changed from how Eve dealt with Satan back then. I mean, is there is there a dissatisfaction hands uh, down inherent in women? Oh, absolutely. Why? We are discontent through and through. Why? You know, I can't tell you why. I mean, we have to learn contentment. We have to learn um, trust. Well, you go back to the garden and, and part of the curse is that the Bible says that she will desire her husband. And what what that actually means is she'll desire to rule over right. him. So that is part of the curse. That's part of what what wives are fighting all the time. Then. All the time. And now society has just really perpetuated this, I don't know, female ideology of, oh, go contend with your husbands. That it's just like, really? That's, that's when you got dressed on your wedding day and put on your wedding dress and all your wedding, did your hair and makeup, you're thinking, I can't wait to walk down the aisle with a pair of boxing gloves on so I could contend with my husband. Well, it's not just contending with your husband, but it's contend with men. Yes. In well, society. In society, it's and, that. And so... But it, it spills into the marriage. I understand. But women go out and they decide, okay, I'm going to contend. And they aren't built to contend that way with men. They aren't. <laughs> Okay. No. And so what happens is, is that they get kind of beat up and then they get angry. Right. And it's like, look, God has given you a beautiful role. Right. And embrace that role and have your husband embrace that role. You guys will have a great, great marriage. Right. But there's been a war on women for I don't know how long. And it's not the war that most women think. It's the satanic spiritual warfare coming from the enemy that is trying to downplay the feminine side of a woman, a biblical woman, you know, where for some reason in our minds, society has taught us that it's not enough to be just a woman. Okay. It's not enough to just be a wife and a mom and a homemaker. I don't know why. Uh, I feel it's enough just to be a man. Exactly. You don't have men going around saying any of that. But anyways, right? you know, and this I, is not a gender okay, but, podcast. Okay. Right, I mean, right. we should probably do one at some point, but women are allowed to have opinions. Women are allowed to have, of course. you know, a mind of their own, a voice of their own. God gave us a brain. God gave us all of the intellect for us to use. But there's something in women that we, it is the sin nature. It's the curse. We contend. Well, and so this woman in, in her email, she's saying we're having a personality collision. It's just like, it's not a personality collision. It's you're quarreling. What does James say? James 4.1 says, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? Okay. Why? So it's selfishness. Hands down. But the reason we're talking about her and not him, and I can hear the comments. Well, what about him? Maybe he's a jerk and maybe he is. Right. Okay. 
But there's more as you move on into that email in that she has said that he's shut her out. Or what What are the words? He won't emotionally let me in. He won't emotionally let her in. Okay. So, gals, if you're listening, and guys, you can reaffirm this. But if a guy won't let you in, if a husband won't let you in, it's for one reason. And, and it's... What is that reason, love? It's that you've been nasty to him. Right. Okay? And he doesn't trust you. Right. Okay? Now... You wonder why guys now, and this is not in defense of guys that have affairs. There's no, no. there's no. no reason. Wait a minute. There's no reason, uh, biblical reason or righteous reason to have an affair. But you wonder why guys have affairs with their secretaries and such. I'll tell you why. Because their secretaries are sweet to them. Okay, and they're paid to be sweet to them and paid to be nice to them and paid to help them. Okay, and so the ones that do a good job, you know, that's where they end up. They end up, hey, my wife treats me like garbage and my secretary treats me so sweet. And that's where they end up. Until they get married. Because you and I had this (laughs) conversation. (laughs) We had this conversation. We were talking about the men having affairs with secretaries. And I said, well, but that's it. Let's think about that. Or let's pretend it's not an affair. Let's say that she's a single woman. He's a single guy. She works for him. Okay. Okay. Think about what she's getting. Provision. Right. He's financially providing for her. She's his secretary. And he's giving her financial provision. Okay. He's also protecting her because I, I know when I've had a man as my boss and if I'm fiercely loyal to him and respectful to him and basically just being a, a great employee, doing right. my job. Right. If I'm doing my job and I don't come to work and I don't attack him because obviously if I attacked my boss verbally, I'd get fired. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm kind. I'm kind to my boss. I help my boss. Okay. My boss is naturally going to protect me against... Um, other employees that might want to, you know, smear my name right. or customers who didn't treat me right. He's going to stand up and protect me because he's got a gal who's loyal to him. Okay. And respects him and helps him. Okay. Let's look at what the Bible says for a wife. What, what are the, what are the four? Let's start with the husband. The four things that a husband, a biblical husband should be. He is to lead, love, protect, provide. Right. Okay. So in this situation, the boss is providing financially. He's protecting. He's above her, so he's leading. He's leading her in a direction. And he's probably very kind to her. Right. Because if he was mean, she'd quit. Okay, now let's look at what the secretary's doing from the biblical, biblical perspective. For what does the Bible say for wives? Wives are to help, they're to love, they're to respect, and they're to submit. So the secretary, she's submitting. She's a subordinate. She's right. submitting. Right. She's following his lead. She's helping. Right. Okay. What else? She's respectful. And the last one is loving, but in this regard, she's kind. Right. Okay. Well, and love is an action. I mean, you you could actually say he treats her with love and she treats him with love because love is an action. Right. Okay. It's how you treat someone. It's how you act it's what you do for them it's not a romantic a a romantic or a feeling right it's kindness and consideration right the boss is being kind and considerate of her she's doing the same as him if they didn't do that someone would quit or someone would get fired in that situation right so in marriage we started doing that that when we were dating 
Those things took place because if they didn't, we would have been a fool to get married. Okay? Agreed. And then we get married and we stop doing those things. And then they say, oh, but it's my personality. It's like, you were not rude and nasty when you were dating. You could have been vocal and opinionated. I'm vocal and very opinionated. Good Lord, I have a podcast. Okay. You have been somewhat vocal over the years. (laughs) Right. But if I'm vocal but not kind, I lose my ability to influence you. And I lose the ability to be emotionally close to you. You you lose favor. I lose favor. And why do I want to let you in if you're going to treat me like garbage? Right. Why? Exactly. So if 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 a husband could learn if your wife is coming at you in just this less than kind and loving way, that's a great indicator of she is probably very overwhelmed with life and she can't handle it all okay okay i know for me when my my meter my nastiness meter goes off in my mind because i don't want that as the tone in my home i don't want to be known as that difficult hard to love nasty wife because that's just a horrible way to have a marriage okay i i have the ability to control my emotions and i have the ability to control my calendar Okay, so if my calendar is too full and I'm overwhelmed, whose stupid fault is that? It's mine. Okay, so I was very overwhelmed recently. We're in the Christmas season and I'm not sleeping well. I'm just, I'm just not right. And you're asking me, what's going on with you? Okay, now I have a husband who has led me in this, in the situation saying, what's going on? How come you're like this? You're wanting to get to the root of it. Some husbands won't take that time for their wives, but I implore you to do so because you're to lead and love her. If she's on a mental breakdown, it's because she's taken on too much or you're not doing enough. Well, and he's got to, he's got to find out the best he can what's going on. Now, sometimes she, she doesn't want anything fixed. Okay, that's between her and the Lord. Right. But bottom line is, as men, we are fixers. You okay? are fixers. We, we, we see something broken. We want it to be better. We want to fix it. And so, and, and I mean, that is a great characteristic of a man. I'm, I'm to, appreciative of that manhood characteristic. Okay, but sometimes we can't fix anything can't fix right. things. It's only only the Lord who could do that. It's it's only the work of the Lord that could go into that area. But that wife has to know that. And I've had to learn that over the years. And we recently had that conversation about another issue. And I, I said, you couldn't have done anything because this is just the work between me and Jesus. Right. But I, I have that understanding today. I'm a more mature wife. I'm more mature in my walk with the Lord. But as a young bride or a young wife or a young believer, you you have to learn that on your own. That what is it that your husband could fix, okay? And get rid of your pride, okay? Because pride will destroy your marriage. Okay, so personality uh, collision. I mean, that's uh, basically they add conflict. I mean, obviously, their personalities worked together pretty well when they were dating, right? Right, right. Unless unless one or both just said, hey, uh, I just got to get married and I'll marry the first person that comes along. But and it wasn't their personality that was working when they were dating. It was kindness and consideration that was working when they were dating. 
let's face it because let's yes yes but they didn't think each other was totally weird no you know i mean if you're if you run into someone who's kind of considerate but you think yeah they're just nuts and i (laughs) yeah there are those people but for the most part you know you come across a person and they seem normal and they're kind and considerate and you overlook your your differences you know the differences in personalities and you're not living with them but you're always going to have a different you and i are so much alike we're two peas in a pod i mean i am the female version of you you're the male version of me and people who know us they're like yep that's correct but even as as much alike as we are we're still different because we're not robots i'm not a clone of you you will still be more of an introvert than me do we have personality collisions from time to time well sure absolutely we do because i want my way or you want your way. And that's the personality which collision. Is, which is what those verses just talked about, was selfishness. It's selfishness. That is the root. It's not the personality. Because the to bridge the gap between the differences in your personality, it's the Holy Spirit and it's the Word of God. Okay, That so, bridges the gap. So let's talk about, and something I've said before, and I know there's nothing new under the sun, but I believe that any two believers, man and woman, who get married can have a great marriage if they submit themselves to the Lord and to the Word of God. Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. So it, it doesn't matter their personality. Okay? Because, quite frankly, there are some things I like to tease. Okay? A lot of guys like to tease. You told me up front, hey, here, here are three or four areas you don't tease me about. Those yeah, are, it's off limits. Those are off limits. Well, guess what? I paid attention. And I realized, hey... I bet I better act correctly and not tease her in those areas. And guess what? We get along fine, right? Right. But I set the boundary. And sometimes women come into a re- relationship just so desperate to well, be loved and right. they don't set a boundary. But the point I make is not on your side, but it's on my side in that I could have been selfish. Sure. I could have been selfish and said, well, that's just how I am. My personality, I just like to tease. And, and so we have a personality conflict. But that's really not what it is. No, you have a conflict with self. Right. Right. I mean, when you look at Galatians, I love the book of Galatians. It's just so great for the spirit in the flesh. Galatians 6, 5 says, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. You stop this baloney of passing it off on your personality. That's just like, okay, I could certainly be very direct, very, as a woman could come across very abrasive because I am so direct. That's not, I don't know how normal that is. I've always felt abnormal as a woman, you know, as a young believer reading the scriptures, I'm like, God screwed up. He should have made me the male. I mean, I really thought that because of the strong dominant personality. Okay. But I've learned that in the strong dominant personality or maybe the passive nurturing personality, there's still sin. Sin is in both types of personalities. Well, and being responsible for your own for for your own conduct. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I can hear a gal saying, "Well, I just don't feel loving towards him." Okay, it's not about feeling; it's about how you act. And yes, it is how you act. Have you ever told your kids, "Hey, act right," sure. or "Stop acting that way"? Basically, we're saying change how you. Are speaking change how your how the motions you're making the, the face, attitude the attitude okay these are all things you have control over and if you change those things the feelings will follow 
Right. Well, the behaviors and attitudes and actions, in my opinion, don't supersede or don't... Um, I could still have my personality. My personality is still there, but it's the character that needs the work or lack of character, I should say, of me learning, well, why did God make my personality like this? Right. I had a hard time learning and discerning you know, the difference between my, my personality and, and my lack of character and growing in the Lord. That is so great because I'm, I've met a lot of people that are much different than I am personality-wise. And if I was just looking at their personality, I, I, I wouldn't like them at all. But it's their character. It's their love for the Lord. It's just like, I really like that guy or I really like that gal. Because it's back to the character. It's not their personality. And I and I can actually have a great time with all these different types of people based on the core attitude and based on their heart for the Lord. Right. Right. Their their personality is is still there. And our personality is I mean, God made our personalities. Our personalities should not um, be a vice that you then blame. It's kind of like you're blaming God for your personality, but it's just like... Or for your conflict. Your conflict, right. right. But you're blaming it on your personality. Well, who gave you the personality? The Lord gave you your personality. Okay? So embrace your personality, but don't call it your personality. Call it your lack of character. Well, okay? But what what about, hey, I'm Italian. That's why I oh, yell. Please. Oh, my gosh. Or... or <laughs> I am Italian. And I pick Italian because right. you came from an Italian family. Yes, but full-blooded. But you've heard uh, people talk about their nationality or yes. their heritage as a reason for the way they act. I hear it all the time. And, you know, I, I hear that. I hear, oh, it's my, my Irish roots. It's my red hair. It's it's all these reasons for being stubborn, pig-headed. You know, selfish. It's it, Call it what it is. And, again, it took me a while as a young believer, to kind of wade through that mess of, well, what is me? What is of the Lord? And what is, what do I need to get rid of? Well, or what do I need to improve? The Bible says you're a new creation. Right. Okay. So you can't go back to that stuff and blame that. Well, yeah, you're justifying it. And you're just going to create a bigger wedge between you and your spouse. You know, a man will clam up so quick if he's got a contentious wife. And again, I'm a dominant personality. And I, for me, when there's conflict, I don't shy away from the conflict. I, my first instinct, my first sin flesh desires is to contend <laughs> with you. I mean, I, I like in my mind, I was talking to my girlfriend recently and, and I said, well, you're a people pleaser, you know, you're more of that nurturer, everyone get along, you know, peacekeeper type of gal. I'm like, I got a warrior spirit in me. I wake up in my mind's like, who, who am I going to take on today? You want to fight. I'm a fighter. And so <laughs> I had to learn, okay, well, it's okay for me to be that fighter, but learn to fight to the glory of the Lord. Well, here's what's really interesting. It's because I'm a fighter too. Right. And yet you and I seldom have those type of conflicts. Right. And I'm obviously not talking about physical fights. Oh but, gosh, no. But, but, just the the conflicts of of fighting contending with each other right. we don't have that no i didn't i didn't want to contend with you it's never you know as that well, that new bride it was never like oh i can't wait to have my first fight with eric 
It's, uh, it's, but people practice it. I understand. It's ridiculous. You know, I've seen people, married couples, even in board games, they get all competitive with each, each other. We decided early on, hey, we were not going to contend with each other because we are one. And, and I has, didn't have enough self-control to not tear down the marriage. Right. Because I knew it's kind of like putting out that dark chocolate brownie in front of me. It's just like, okay, I got a bucket of kale to the right and a brownie to the left. Okay, that's just ridiculous. I know I don't have enough self-control to choose the right one. So I need to make sure that that's not in front of me. It was the same premise with like the board games or the competitive sports and stuff that it's just like, that's just not wise. Well, I think we learned that when we played tennis on our honeymoon, didn't we? Yeah, and I threw my racket at you because I lost. (laughs) I thought, there's a problem there. (laughs) There's a problem there. So again, if your guy won't let you in, one of the things you could do as a wife is choose humility. And I've said this before. I hate humility. It is my least favorite virtue to work on. Least favorite. But I also hate humble pie. You know, that it's just like, you well. You choose humility over I humble pie. I will choose humility over humble pie. Then I'm like, I better suck it up now before I have to eat humble pie later. But humility gives way to wisdom, and wisdom, there's just so much peace and harmony when you choose that path. Okay, so how does she bring him back? A simple, apologize. Honey, will you forgive me? You know, I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to contend with you because a guy is designed to compete. That's how you guys are wired. Right. There's, you're, you have a more competitive spirit than a woman. But a woman in our sin nature is we want to contend. That's just like, if you could understand that that's part of the curse, okay? Try and move into what does the Bible have to say and and go with denying your flesh. In other words, keep your mouth shut. Okay, so she apologizes to him, but this it's not just like a a one minute thing. I mean that no. this could take time because she needs to win him over with her conduct right. and, and how she treats him. And, and this is by no way excusing his poor no. actions. No, or, I'm or, sure he or, was very unloving. You know, his poor attitude or treatment as well. Right. But we did get the the message of the letter from her. So we have to kind of address that. Right. Yeah, I would go back. I would go back to you and apologize. Um, ask for you to forgive me. Let you know, hey, I'm trying to work on this. I don't want to fight with you. I mean, when a woman comes with a soft answer, that should soften a husband's heart. I mean, if it's sincere. But obviously, if she turns around and, you know, starts complaining and criticizing the husband, he's going to be like, she's still not safe. She's still not safe for me emotionally. Well, it's it's why guys will go sit out in their garage when it's 30 degrees out there and watch TV Rather than be in the house, but I mean, this, this could be restored if she wants. If she wants to restore the relationship, um, a man is drawn to a soft woman. That's the feminine side of a woman. And again, our culture does not celebrate the tenderness of a woman. We're taught that if you're tender, you're weak, or if you're meek, you're weak. Meekness is strength under control. I'm way stronger when I have meekness going running through me than when I have to prove my point. Right. Okay, but again, I had to learn all those things. Right. So, so those is that are my it? thoughts. Yeah, those would be my thoughts. Is I'd ask him out to dinner, go out on a date, act loving, act in a way that you did when you dated. 
Okay. And one more thing. Hey, by the way, guys, if you're listening, which I know you are, uh, we would welcome any emails or letters from you as well. We get mostly women based on my wife's platform and and uh, website and ministry and such. But uh, since I'm here, uh, we welcome the guys to show up. Uh, we'll answer any of those questions as well. That's all. That's all I had to say. Okay. Well, we're Eric and Jolene at JoleneEngel.com. Until next time, embrace your choice.